Hello, soul seekers. Welcome to this week's podcast. So I'm kind of excited about this week because it's all about toxic relationships. Now, my excitement really comes in witnessing of subconscious programming and looking at the behaviors that we have decided are normal and we take them on and we just accept situations really uh, from many of us anyway, we accept situations that are less than becoming of a conscious king or queen. So the reason I'm excited about this week is not because some of you will have experienced toxic relationships or maybe going through them at the moment. I'm excited because I really feel a calling for many of us to up-level in our communication, to up-level in our emotional balance, to up-level in our conscious awareness of what we are choosing, all of that juicy stuff. And so the reason that I called um, the podcast this week Resolving Toxic Relationships is because I like resolving, I like that word. And I was I was having a look on Google just to see what the word represents and I'm going to share it with you here. So one is to settle and find a solution to a problem or continuous matter, deciding firmly on a course of action also. And so these two things, I think, are imperative when it comes to resolving toxic relations. Many of you will be experiencing pain and, you know, emotional trauma at this time and many of you will have experienced emotional trauma in past relationships and you probably find that you're you're a bit jaded when it comes to finding someone who can you know navigate relationship or it may be yourself who is struggling with relationship maybe your anger takes over maybe you feel like a victim maybe you don't really feel like you understand men or you feel like you absolutely don't understand women And you don't know how to get the thing that you are craving. So where I want to start with this resolving of toxicity in relationship is really, again, as I'm always saying, by looking at us. So first off, I want to speak to those of you who feel like you are the ones who are being toxic in relationships. Maybe your anger, as I said, has spilled over and you're probably feeling very unloved by your partners because maybe you find your partners cannot meet you or maybe in the past they couldn't meet you when you were being this raging ball of fury and really underneath that you are a person who is probably very angry at the self and also feeling very unloved because you see the perpetrators in toxic relationships are the ones who really feel victimized even though they are playing out we're We're both in a toxic relationship coming from the same place. There's two people there within our children who are kicking off, um, or rather I would maybe say it's ego that's kicking off because the ego becomes a protector of the inner child. So there's inner children, inner wounds that feel unmet and who are hoping to be healed. And when it doesn't happen, the ego kicks off like a teenager. And this is where it can look like we're having tantrums or we're falling into weeping and despair because... We fall into default patterns that we had as children. And so for you um, perpetrators out there who are aiding the toxicity in the relationship, then it's really time to go much deeper within. And instead of automatically responding by using your fire and burning everything around you, it's time to really step back 
and understand that the anger that you have is hiding other emotions that you are yet unaware of or are yet on, you know, to actually go and meet, you know, to meet your sadness, to meet your grief, to meet your fear, really, you know. I'm always talking about anger as being the surf on the sea. You have to let that dissipate and you have to learn to listen to self and be still with self until the waters calm down and you can actually go in there and find out what is really going on underneath? What is the fear that you have? Are you frightened that if you don't become this very dominant character that the person you're with will leave you? Are you scared that the person you're with doesn't actually love you in the way that you need? You know, I'm always talking about the love languages. Do you know what those are? Um, you know, really choosing self-discovery. If you're a person who is attacking in a relationship you are literally bringing your relationship to the point where you are always at war, right? To fall into rage, that's bringing war into relationship. There is somebody who created something called nonviolent communication. I can't remember the name of the person, but I remember a friend of mine using nonviolent communication with her partner because this was a way of training the two of them to speak to each other from a place of balance. So my, you know, message to you today is if you're a person who really struggles with emotion when you're in relationship because you have underlying reasons, it could have been trauma in your life, you might have had abandonment in your life, you might um, have issues around men or women, then it's really time to start looking a bit deeper and not keep reacting on the surface. And I know if you are listening to this podcast and you are a person who is seeking to up level, you're tired of the same old, same old. You're tired of screaming and shouting and blaming and shaming and being blamed and shamed, right? You're tired of being this ugly character. You're tired of your partner seeing you as this horrible monster, right? You're tired of how you feel inside. You might even be a person who is reaching for alcohol or drugs or food or anything that will, you know, kind of detract from this anger that you're feeling. And I want to say to you that, you know, if you're here and you're listening to me, then you are ready to do that work. There's no one who comes to listen to my stuff or work with me who is not at some level ready, right? There is still your choosing of how far you are willing to go with it. Because when we start to do this work, you are going to unveil some pain and I would urge you not to be scared of that because it's li literally just a little inner child inside of you who's scared of something. It's not you as the adult version of you that is scared. The adult version of you, you know, you're connected to your soul voice, knows that you are capable, knows that you can make change, but you have to choose it. Like you have to be willing to face your fear, to face your anger, which actually most angry people are scared of, and to face whatever it is you're afraid of. Now, as a perpetrator, you also might be a person who is manipulative. It might not be anger that displays itself outwardly. It might be, um, you know, a kind of passive aggressive situation going on. With that, you're probably not speaking your anger. You're probably hiding a lot from, you know, confrontation, but it can still be just as toxic because your negativity that is breeding within will cause bitterness and resentment. And eventually your relationship will start to show that, you know, it's literally like 
pouring acid onto your garden and expecting flowers to grow. It's not going to happen. So for any of you who are in toxicity regarding emotional balance, that we have to start looking at ways around that, navigating ways around the emotions, really listening to inner children, understanding why you are kicking off the way you are, and understanding that actually a lot of the time you're doing that, it's not because of your partner. Because as I'm always saying, we can step into a relationship and we can look at the person and we think they're different and the relationship ends up becoming like our last relationship or the one before. So it's, you know, a different face, but the same relationship. Why is that? It's because we haven't evolved. It's because we are attracting in and are being attracted to people who remind us of our subconscious wounds and the problem with having a subconscious wound having an inner child wound that you haven't healed and haven't met and haven't parented is you can meet someone who is a much better match than anyone you've been with before right someone who's more conscious and more aware and who will love you no matter what and you will totally miss them even if you get together with them You'll never believe that they really love you. You will still act out the way you've always acted out. You'll still believe you have a right to be angry and a right to do whatever you want, right? That's the way anger kind of works when it's in its toxic form. So you'll end up missing a person who could be perfect for you. And I don't want that for you guys. So this is why I'm doing all this stuff on conscious relationships that we did uh, you know, a week ago, and now I'm doing toxic relationships, because this is something that a lot of you are concerned about, the toxicity that is bred in relationship. So for you perpetrators, right, I kind of make it sound really negative. But for those of you who are finding that you are regularly in emotional discord with your partner and within yourself, then this week, I will be talking for a whole week on Facebook about toxic relationships. So please make sure that you tune in every day this week and do the work because this will be coming a course. I'm giving it away for free as I do the work on Facebook, but after that, I'll be taking it down. So please make sure you join the soul circle to be in with all of the information. Okay, you go to facebook.com slash groups slash your soul revealed. Please join and please, please share this with anyone who you feel could do with a little bit of help around relationships because there are many many people who are having problems and I absolutely believe that within relationship we have a mirror to all of our stuff and we are a mirror for our partner's stuff and we can help each other to heal if we can just get past the point of blaming each other for who we are showing up as or who we're not showing up as if we can take responsibility for each other we can take responsibility for the relationship and then we start to heal from the inside out our world would be so much different if we could all get to this now i haven't forgotten about you victims right the victims of toxic relationship now the reason i'm leaving you till last is not because you're any worse or any better it's just because a lot of the time victims of toxic relationship don't realize that they are playing a part. They just feel like they are the absolute victim. They are not, you know, playing any part in their own wounding. And I want to call you up on that. And the reason I am calling you up on that is because I have been you. I've been right where you are. I've been that person who was, you know, 
shot down, shouted at, abused, you know, emotionally victimized, um, physically manhandled, you know, not to the point of being beaten black and blue. I thankfully for you know, but many of you have experienced that and many of you have experienced it over and over and are still choosing it. So the reason that I'm talking to you now about this is because no one is any better than anyone else. And many of us have experienced some kind of abuse. Unfortunately, it's mostly women, but I do know some men who have also experienced it. And so we want to get to a place where we realize that we have to take responsibility for ourselves and parent ourselves out of this crap. If you are with someone who is abusing you emotionally, who is disturbing your mental prowess, who is, you know, activating wounds in you that come from the past, who is becoming controlling or who maybe who already is controlling, who is, you know, taking you away from people who love you, who is talking badly about your friends, who is trying to control what you do with your life and who basically is being aggressive then you have to understand that you are choosing to be with an extremely wounded person. This person at this moment in time may not be a, you know, an absolute monster, but they are basically displaying qualities of the Hulk. And if we use the Hulk as an expression, which I think is a, a great expression of uh, someone who, you know, is not able to control that part of them, this hurting part of them. If you look at the Hulk as a character, he is a little bit stupid, right? He's not all there. Uh, he uses his, you know, size and stature and his strength to create control, create, you know, situations where he will dominate. He is going to win. And it's not through intelligence. It's really through you know, his, his physical power. And this is what usually happens when we have someone who becomes a perpetrator. They are a frightened person, a frightened little boy or girl inside, but they use their power, whether it's the loudness of their voice, maybe they're screaming at you. You know, some women like to scream and, you know, in anger, maybe they are using their aggression and their, their, their physical prowess, you know, as a man, perhaps. And so they're not, in a place where they can hear you. The Hulk cannot hear you. They cannot care about you in that state. They cannot see you. What they see, you know, is literally like a bull to a red flag. They see their pain in front of them. And in order to control the situation, they become this angry thing. Now, anger, again, as I said, is not a bad thing necessarily, but it is when you vomit all over a person. It is when you take it out on a person. Anger was supposed to be a directional force. It's an energy that tells you that something is wrong in your world. It's trying to tell you that there's some needs not being met within or perhaps a boundary is being crossed. But what we find is with many... Um, Many perpetrators, they act out in rage. So they've gone into a rageful state where they are not really fully themselves. They're, they're absolutely unconscious. You cannot communicate with them in that moment. It's best not to. And for the other person who's the victim in the scenario, they are not using their anger. They probably have issues with anger. They maybe don't like to be angry. They maybe don't feel like their anger can match the, the partner's anger. 
and they don't know what to do about it because they know if they become angry, it's going to make it worse because now you're fueling fire with fire and who wants to do that, right? I've been there, I get it. But your part in this is also the same. It's to look within and to really ask yourself, are there repeating patterns here? Does this remind me of my past history, of my childhood? You know, is there something going on which makes me attracted to this person who cannot meet me in a conscious conversation? Do I believe that I can heal this person? Is there some ego thing going on where I feel like I'm sort of more like conscious than this person? Am I, do I feel better than this person? Do I want to heal this person and take them out of their pain? Right? Maybe you're doing your healing work in the wrong place. As I said, I did this. Okay, I used to let a lot of negativity into my inner circle until I realized I didn't have to do it anymore. You might also be a person who believes that you love this person. And here is the issue. I want to call out what love actually is. If we changed love to loving, then we would be able to witness our relationships and say, you know, is this a loving relationship? Right? Am I being loving in this relationship? And if you can say that you are fully loving in this relationship, is your partner fully loving you? And so as a victim, if you look at your partner and 50% of the time, or even less, even if it's 20% of the time, they're kicking off at you. Are they loving you in that moment? And do you want to spend the rest of your days in relationship with someone who is 80% able to love you by loving actions, by loving words? 80% of the time, but there's 20% of the time, are you willing to put up with and settle for less than 100%, right? Now, I'm not talking about perfect people because no one is perfect and everyone has stuff come up in relationship and even the most conscious couples are tested, right? Because your stuff comes up. But if you are unable to have a conscious conversation with a person and it becomes monotonous, as in it's happening, you know, now at a daily occurrence, there's something drastically unmet in your relationship. And usually you find it's people together who are unable to meet themselves. They're not able to access the emotions that they really have. So this is why I'm always harping on about inner work and why it's so important. Because you cannot navigate relationship without doing your inner work. You cannot really find the person who is absolutely perfect for you until you really absolutely know yourself. Because in the finding of a person, as I said, even if there's a person who's really a match made in heaven for you, if you haven't done your inner work, then you're going to miss that person because they won't be with the person who hasn't done their work. They just won't. Conscious com conversation, conscious relationship is really about having conscious conversations and really about meeting people who are on a level with you. Vibes matter. Energy matters. Anything that is residing and resonating in your subconscious and hasn't been healed is going to attract people who have the same. They might display it differently. You might not be an angry person and they might be or vice versa. 
they're going to display it differently, but it's still the same wounds going on. You can both have abandonment going on and you can display it differently, but you still have the same shit going on underneath. Okay? So you can tell I'm passionate about this, right? It doesn't mean to say that anyone is worse than another, but if you are a person who is unwilling to look within, if you're a person who's unwilling to face your pain and unwilling to face your anger and unwilling to face the fact that you are the constant victim and that you're choosing a person who will do this to you because you believe you're in love like I did, then you're missing something. There's something going on within you that you haven't yet met yet, which is usually an inner child who is crying for your attention, right? So in this week where we talk about toxic relationships, we will be diving into looking at people's past, right? I'm going to hopefully get some people that will share with me their past and we'll talk about that online. All right. So I'm going to leave you with that to mull over this week and to really consider who you are showing up as in, in relationship. And if your relationships have been primarily toxic, do you know why? Have you looked at your past? Have you connected with your wounds, right? What is it about those people that you're attracted to? What is it that you are not embodying within yourself? Because sometimes if you are, for example, not embodying fire, you might be really attracted to a person who is a fire person who displays all of that, you know, anger, they're free in their anger and you struggle with it. It might be a part of you that you're not embodying. So we want to be looking at that, okay? For those of you who want to do this work right now, please reach out to me. I will send you an inner child meditation to get you started. If you message me at hi at yoursoulrevealed.com, then I will send you it free of charge. Okay, so I look forward to seeing you in the group. Okay, it's Your Soul Revealed, if you just check on Facebook. And I will see you again next week, very, very soon, starting from tomorrow. So I will love you and leave you guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of this amazing sunshiny day, or at least where I am. And remember, in order to shine, you must align. And I will see you next time.